Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at uh, Brupolo over in Tupelo. It'd be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Arcola. Yes, it would. Nobody would expect uh, if they were selling soda there, then yeah, it'd be a little different, right? Yeah, that's right. Wherever you are in our great state, if you're looking for great coffee, you just click away. Just go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it to be shipped. Whatever kind of coffee machine sits on your front counter, you know, they got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you're looking for. Whatever it is, it's not just clothes. You know, I always tell you guys this it's, it's everything maroon and white. It is what you're looking for it is you know for the car for the house for your tailgate they've got it all there and of course if you are looking for clothes they've got the name brands and the logos that you're looking for check them out online at collegecornerstore.com or shop at one of their two locations in the jackson area originally by fleet feet flowed by the half shell that's college corner restaurant tyler starbulls the best restaurant in town robbie this is a restaurant tyler week for us i can i can feel it coming I mean, yeah. am I going to turn it down? Yes, that's that's the thing. There's no twisting of the arm. You know, some places you're like, hey, you want to go? And you're like, eh, I don't know. I have never had anybody say, yeah, you want to go to Restaurant Tyler? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Never, Looking not like, once. Yeah, like, yeah, let's go there for sure. So hopefully you'll join me there this week for lunch, for dinner, for brunch, whatever meal it is. The best is at Restaurant Tyler. Priority One Bank, Central Mississippi's Bank of the People looking to serve you. And they have 16 different locations, so convenience is not going to be an issue for you. Wherever you live in central Mississippi, there is a Priority One Bank branch near you. And each one of those branches makes their own decisions when it comes to a loan. So if you're looking for a loan for your small business, for your home, for your car, you can go to your Priority One Bank and have confidence that the relationships that you've built will make the decision for you. 16 locations and a great website, PriorityOneBank.com. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Mississippi State, Texas. Nope. I got I got beard on the brain. I won't lie. I got he's just on there. I gotta talk about him later. I, I'm gonna go and tell it's you like, I'm gonna set something up for you. It's right like now. if you ever if you if you ever bit into a piece of crap and you just couldn't <laughs> get it. Can't say that I have. Can't say that I have. If that if that ever happened and you just couldn't get out of your mouth, that's what Chris Beard is right now. Here's what I'm gonna say. I'm, 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 I hope I'm hope I'm wrong, but I'm gonna give you because you know, as you listen to this podcast, Monday Sports Talk Mississippi will have already happened. Now, 
We have three segments dedicated. And you have, to, you have to endure that for three hours. All right. So listen, I just want you to listen. So we have three segments, you know, that are dedicated to college baseball, right? Because we'll talk to Coach Barry, Coach Bianco, and obviously Coach Lamonas. And it's just me and Borky today. If we talk more about Beard than we talk more about Mississippi State making the NCAA tournament, I'm going to say something. Uh, I want uh, have an incident I'm, today. I'm holding, I'm holding you to it. Uh, I'm an incident absolutely. Like, if we I'm get into the third segment and we're talking about Beard, I'm going to be like, okay. It's coming. It's coming. I just got a bad feeling. I got a bad. The whole feeling. show is going to be dominated by this topic. I, I got a bad feeling. So let's 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 hope not. Mississippi State and Pitt tonight there go. in Dayton for the uh, first four playing game. Eight ten uh, is the tip off time that is scheduled. Obviously, if the first game goes into overtime, that could uh that could could mess with things. Um, two things about this Pitt team that I I I, I came across in my research, and we co- I got a, an inter- I did get an interview because I said I would. We'll talk to him. And this guy, you need to follow this. You probably do follow this guy. He covers the Steelers, too. Um, I do not, but I probably will now. Yeah, Alan Saunders is his name. You need to give him a follow. A lot Man, of how awesome is that? You get to cover the Steelers and college football or college yeah. basketball or college sports, whatever. That's kind of what uh, David he, Brandt does, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't know how much college he really covers, but. He's mostly the, he's Cardinals, mostly the Cardinals and the Diamondbacks. But that's a pretty freaking awesome job. The Suns, too. The Suns, yeah. 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 Can you imagine, like, that's a great gig. I mean, we can't, we, we're, you know, all college sports and it's, uh, it's a dream come true covering this, but being able to cover pro sports would be really cool. Especially in a city where you got more than one. Yeah. That would be, yeah. So give him a follow then. Um, Getting back to Pitt. This they are these two teams are kind of mirror opposites of each other, especially on, on you know this is a good high scoring pit team. They average about seventy seven points a game. Obviously, we know what Mississippi State is. The other side of the ball, Pitt's defense is not good. They give up about seventy three points a game, and then you have Mississippi State offensively, kind of the same thing. So one team's strength is going to determine who wins this game. Either State's going to shut down that Pitt offense or. Pitt's defense is going to rise to the occasion, and Mississippi State's going to continue to play poorly on offense, and that's how this is going to go. I don't know which way it's going to go. The other which thing I, I doubt if they're not a good defensive team, I doubt that they're going to be good defensively. But right, you right. have Mississippi State, State battling bad offensively. Exactly. The other thing that obviously stood out, and I'll ask I ask Allen about this in a minute, is Blake Henson. Now, if that name is familiar to you, if it sent a cold shiver down your back. Blake Henson played at Ole Miss his first two years of college basketball and had a monster game in the hump. Um, that w- and that was actually the year Mississippi State made the NCAA tournament. They played the first game against Ole Miss here in Starkville and lost that game behind Blake Henson because he had 26 points, which is dominant. Now that, that was that was the game that sparked the bow bounds. Blake Henson is a lottery pick. A lottery pick. Well, maybe this year. Henson. Transferred from Ole Miss after two years to Iowa State, where he did not play in either of their two the two seasons he was there. Was battling, I believe, some illnesses, some injuries. Finally got himself right, has come to Pitt, and is now their leading scorer, averaging almost 16 points per game. He's been an outstanding player for them, and he's the guy that Mississippi State's going to have to zero in on. Like I said, this is a game between a team that's high scoring but not good defensively versus a team that's low scoring and is good defensively. It's sort of like a pitching versus hitting debate, Robbie. Who do you have 
just in terms of philosophy there? Uh, I'm taking the defense. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the defense all day because the shooting's not always going to arrive. The defense is almost always going to be there. If Pittsburgh is not hitting shots, I think they're in trouble in this game. State's going to want to make this game dirty. They're going to want to make this game uh, difficult for Pittsburgh to score, get them out of a rhythm. And if State can get in their rhythm in the post with Tolu Smith, it's going to be difficult, uh, I think, for Pittsburgh. But on the flip side of that, it's kind of like the deal with Vandy, which I I don't you know I don't know if Pittsburgh's playing as well as Vandy was playing, and it's not at Vandy's place. But you know, State had the upper hand in the post there with with uh, Liam Robbins out. And they just hit shots, and State couldn't hit shots. If Pittsburgh's coming out and they're just hitting three pointers, and you and you're struggling to stop that, then State's in trouble. So I think it's really you know just defend well at the three point line and put the ball in Tolu's hands, get the ball in the post, and finish. I, I I thought again, it's been this way all year in the SEC tournament. I thought State's mindset and their plan was correct on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. How many times did they get to the rim and just whiff on a layup or uh, miss a turnaround in the paint? They've got to hit at a high percentage in there to be good on the offensive end because they're not hitting shots. That's, that's not going to happen. There might be a game where they hit six or seven three-pointers, and that's a little fluky. Mississippi State's game is get the ball into Tolu, penetrate, get, get defensive – um, stops that turn into transition buckets, things like that. That's what makes Mississippi State's offense go. They're going to have to finish in the lane. They didn't do that a whole lot against Florida or Alabama. Tolu Smith really turned it up in the second half against Florida, but they have to finish around the rim and uh, make sure they're they're executing at a high level inside 12 feet to uh, be able to take control of this game, I think. Yeah, that, uh, that's a great point. I mean, we talked about it all year long that state does a great job of getting open looks and getting looks close to the basket. I don't count on them to make the open threes. I, I just can't, but I, I have to be able to count on Tolu Smith and, and to a lesser extent, the guards cam Matthews when they get close to the rim to be able to finish. And that is going to make a huge difference for Mississippi state. Are, are you aware of, uh, again, I, I asked about this guy in the interview, but are you aware of, uh, Who's the starting center is for Pitt? Who'll be matched up with Tolu? Uh, no, I'm not. I can't wait to introduce you to Federico. Federico. Oh God, yes. A six foot eleven Senegalese national, born in Egypt, raised in Helsinki, Finland. Yes. Now at Pittsburgh. How, what what is his? Uh, I haven't done any research on Pittsburgh, other than what I've seen on the message I, board. I, mean, I got on their you. website today, and I'm you know I'm doing my research for this interview, and I'm looking stuff up, and I was like, what, what, what is the young man's name? And Federico, there, there Federico, Federico, Federico. I don't That's know. If excellent. You know, I don't know if he's going to be as good as Bowl Bowl. Yeah, I doubt it. Um, from what I can tell, they're not a great rebounding team. State should be, Good, the, but not the great. Phys- yeah, yeah. State should be kind of the physical presence in the post. I know this guy's six eleven, but not very big. Yeah, you know, he's tall. Like, yeah, but yeah, uh, I think one he's of like those guys twenty pounds. 
Yeah, I'm I'm attacking that. I'm I'm getting aggressive. I'm driving in. I'm trying to draw fouls and getting him out of the ball game. Yeah. Um. So that I mean, while he is taller than Tolu by what maybe an inch, what's maybe. Tolu six nine six, six ten. ten. Uh, so he's not going to have. He's probably six eleven, two twenty. Probably really long. Yeah, if I had to guess, long yeah. arms. Um, so he's going to have a presence down there. Probably a shot blocker. Mm. But you, you get that guy out of there, draw some fouls, and you'll be in good shape. I think. I still think State will have the advantage in the post. Fifty-seven block shots on the season. Pitt is a yes, really solid. good shooting team. They shoot 45% from the field and 36% from behind three-point line. The line. It's really good. Their top it's... four guys, Henson, Jamarius Burton, Nellie Cummings, and Greg Elliott, shoot respectively 38%, 31%, 36%, 42% from behind the arc. And if they, State was shooting that, they would be like a, like a three seed right now. <laughs> they might be undefeated. Let's just be honest. <laughs> they might be undefeated. Um, God. So this is this, like I said, you know, this, the matchup we we when we talked about uh, when the state played Missouri, sort of that contrast in styles. The difference is, you know, that, that Pitt does have a little bit of post presence, but state was able to split with Missouri. I think this game could be very similar, and it's it's going to be the same thing with Mississippi State. If the game gets into the seventies, Pitt probably is going to win it. If state can keep them in the sixties, they have a great chance. So let's go to that interview. Let's talk now with Alan Sa- Saunders. He's the editor of Pittsburgh Sports Now, covers the Panthers for them up there. Let's hear his thoughts on this matchup and this Pitt team. I told Robbie Falk I would get a Pittsburgh interview, and I did it, and I'm proud of myself. Not only did I get one, but I got one whose bio says he is an award-winning podcast guest. So my hopes couldn't be higher for Alan Saunders, the editor for Pittsburgh Sports Now, covers the Pitt Panthers up there. And, and Alan, when I look at this Pitt team, uh, good team. Won some big games this year. Had a couple of losses that that make you scratch your head a little bit. Just maybe in in, in you know a hundred words or less. What is this team's identity? They shoot. I really think that's it. They're they're, they're a veteran team that likes to shoot and they're pretty good at it. Um, they are really a, a, a very experienced team, um, and it's just guys that are very confident in knowing when they can make a shot. They take you know they take the sh- the kind of shots that you think we would say are bad shots. Oh, that's a that's a covered 3 early in the shot clock. But they make them. Like that's just what they do and I think that's what makes them good. If you look at the uh, the the pit roster which I did earlier, there's a there's a name that should be familiar to some Mississippi State fans there, Blake Henson, who of course played a couple of years down at Ole Miss and uh, had a career game against Mississippi State uh, his freshman year there in in, in, uh, in Oxford, had 26 points, had been at uh, Iowa State the previous two years, but not playing college basketball, comes to Pitt this year. Now he's the leading scorer for an NCAA tournament team. How surprising was his resurgence for you this season? Yeah, I mean, it's just a guy that I don't think we had any expectations for, right? I mean, you obviously you saw some talent there, and a, it was a pretty compelling combination of, uh, you know, I like his outside game, but he's also like a, a a thicker guy who can battle inside. Um, and so like he's a really useful piece. I, I thought defensively, um, for them, especially because they play. You know, I guess you could call him a a small forward. You know, but he's the four, right? And so you know, he I, I was I was sure he was going to be able to contribute defensively and be a pretty good rebounder and and be a tough guy, but. 
Uh, his shooting ability has been, uh, I think, really a, a positive surprise for them, making 38% of his threes and really deep ones too, especially they play Syracuse who plays that zone, and he's been deadly in those games just because he makes them from so far out. People have to come pick him up early, and it opens things up for other guys like Nellie Cummings and and Jamarius Burton who like to penetrate a little bit more. So I think he's been a really big addition to the team and a, and a big part of what they're doing. If you've watched Mississippi State at all this year, to say that their style of basketball is not aesthetically pleasing would be, I think, the biggest compliment that I could give them. They play ugly, defensive basketball. They want to get down in the dirt. They want to be physical. You said this Pitt team is a good shooting team. Is it a team that's built to play a game that might be low scoring and might be very physical? I don't think they shy away from physicality. They do have some problems dealing with teams that are really big. I just think that, you know, it's not, it's not an overwhelmingly large pit team. Nellie Cummings is the point guard is actually very small. Um, Greg Elliott and, and Jamarius Burton are not big wings. So I think they have some trouble dealing with size. I don't think they have trouble dealing with physicality. Like I said, they're an older group. Uh, Henson's a bigger guy. Burton's a bigger guy. I, I think they can deal with physical. And they're actually, one. I think one of their best traits is their ability to shoot through contact. You know, you there's lots of times where – Guys think they have a guy pretty well covered, and he just catches and shoots it anyway, and and that's that's kind of how their offense works. So I, I think they're they're good with physical, but size I think could be a problem in this matchup, um, especially if I don't know. I haven't seen Mississippi State play recently, but they can have three guys six seven on the floor. I think that could be an issue for Pitt, especially when it comes to rebounding. They've really struggled with that down the stretch here. I feel like I need to know more about one of the big guys. For, for Pitt, I feel like I need to know more about Frederico Frederico. I feel like I need to know more about him because he's a fascinating guy. Uh, he's Senegalese. He was born in Egypt. He grew up in Finland. Pitt got him out of a junior college in Oklahoma State in, in the middle of Oklahoma. Um, and now he's one of the best bigs in the ACC. It's a it's a crazy story. Uh, he's a he's a fun guy. Uh, and a very interesting player. He's a pretty good shot blocker. I wouldn't call him like a super aggressive defender. Um, and he can create offensively. You know, they will post him up back to the basket uh, from time to time. He's been really good against zones. Rebounding has been the one area where he hasn't been as consistent. But he's been another player where, you know, anytime you get a Juco big, it's like, well, I don't know. This guy could be. Uh, unplayably bad, uh, you know, you never really know, and and he's been an awesome surprise and a big part of this Pitt team's turnaround. This is a team with four players in double figures for the season, averaging double figures for the season. It's a very balanced scoring team, so if Henson's not the guy, he's the leading scorer, you know, who are the guys that you have to focus on? Because it seems like this is a team that they can get offense from just about anywhere. Nobody has really shut down Jamarius Burton all year, and he is sort of the guy that drives things for them offensively. Um, you know, he plays the wing, but he's a, a good penetrator. He has a really good mid-range game, a little bit of like a throwback kind of player that you don't see a lot of anymore. I think that helps uh, Pitt just because so many teams don't focus on that, that a lot of teams aren't used to having to defend that. And so I, th I think that makes him a little bit unique. Um, Greg Elliott is just sort of a classic like, three-point shooter off the bench. But when you already have Henson, 
And then obviously Burton requires a lot of defensive attention too. You know, he's kind of guy that can get lost a little bit and really make teams pay. If they have to put their third best perimeter defender on him, that can be troublesome. Um, Nike Sabandi is a spark plug dude off the bench, loves to penetrate and get to the rim and is uh, a really good offensive rebounder for a guard as well. And so I think Pitt has a really good offense. Pitt, Pitt's struggle will be on defense. Um, and it's, it is, you know, sort of, they, these are mirror opposite teams and, yeah. you know, uh, Pitt, Pitt has like the number 24 offense, uh, you know, according to Ken Palm and their defenses, uh, you know, Way, way down in the in the hundred and forties or something like that. Pitt likes to run. Uh, Mississippi State obviously does not, and so I think it's going to be a very interesting contrast in styles, to say the least. Yeah, we get the the always popular movable object and resistible force when uh, when State has the ball uh, in in this game. They won. Pitt won eight out of their out of nine, but then they lost three of their final four, including the game they lost in the ACC tournament to Duke. Overall, did you like the way this team was playing at season's end? Yeah, that Notre Dame game was bad. I mean, it was Mike Bray's last game, last home game at Notre Dame. It was a lot of emotion. And they got, you know, they they missed, I don't know, nine of their first ten shots or something like that and just got into a big hole that they could never get themselves out of. I think that's just one of those games that happens. Miami, they lose by two. Last second shot goes off the rim that would have won it. You know, lose the game by a quarter of an inch. That's a good Miami team on the road. I don't have any problem with that. The the real game that that that's the head scratcher at the end there is the Duke game. Uh, just not that they lost to Duke because Duke's obviously a very talented team, but it was really non competitive. I mean, they they came out. Duke came out on twelve two run to start the game. Uh, Pitt never really recovered from that, and then they, and then coming out to start the second half, Duke did it again, another ten point run to start the second half, and really buried him for the first time in a long time. They had some bad games early in the season, but I almost kind of discount those games from the the team right now because they hadn't even really figured out what they had in Federico yet. They were still playing John Hughley at, at center. It was a totally different character of the team. Um, this is the first time that the team that has been playing. And won those eight or nine games, really got beat badly. And so uh, I'm not sure how they're going to respond to that. We'll have to see. Be interesting. Dayton, Ohio, Mississippi State, Pitt, 8 10 Central time uh, tip for those of us here in Mississippi as those two teams look to meet up with Iowa State in the uh, first round of the NCAA tournament. Alan Saunders from Pittsburgh Sports Now. Thanks so much, man. I really appreciate your time. Absolutely. Anytime. All right, thanks to Alan. Appreciate his time. Very balanced scoring team, Robbie. And that's the thing that, you know, that's the first thing that jumps off the page to me other than their shooting percentages. Henson and Burton are both averaging almost 16 a game. Cummings at 11 and Elliott at 10. And then they've got two more guys who are at eight and a half and eight. So this is a team where it's not just about shutting down their, you know, with Mississippi State. If you shut down Tolu Smith, you probably won. This is a team that can find offenses in different places. This is going to be a real challenge for Chris Jans and his defense. It is, and you made a point earlier, they scored in the 70s, State's in trouble. And let me tell you, the stats back that up. I think seven times this year a team has scored 70 or more points against Mississippi State. Only one time did State win that game, and that was against TCU in a game that went to overtime. Mm-hmm. It's it's imperative for Mississippi State to hold a team under 70. It's absolutely imperative. If they don't, they're in trouble. Um, and we and we've seen that all season long. Even you know, in a couple of their losses, teams scored you know under seventy. 
Uh, State's just not a team that's going to score a lot of points. And some of that is not really, you know, the shooting aspect of things. It's just the flow of the offense a lot of times, too. This isn't a team that's going to run a fast-paced offense. It's going to run the shot clock down. It's going to have, uh, you know, the offense open up a little bit. They're going to be, in the future, I think, more efficient on that end. But compounding that with the fact that you can't shoot means you're not going to score a lot of points. Um, and that means that the defense has to be good night in and night out to overcome some of your issues on the offensive end. And State, they gave up 68 points to Florida in the SEC tournament, and over and that one went to overtime, and they got 72 to Alabama. And this game, they've got to keep Pittsburgh in the 60s at least, I think. Uh, and it's, it's going to be tough. This is a team that can score. You're, you're exactly right. This is uh, – not a great matchup from an offensive standpoint for Mississippi State, but I do think that they're going to be able to score on their end as well. So um, turnovers, being being you know reckless on the defensive end, I think is the key. Give them some different looks, disrupt what they want to do, disrupt the flow of what they want to do offensively. State didn't defend the three-point shot as well in the SEC tournament. And remember and the Vanderbilt game as well. They, didn't they, defend they, it. They gave up some threes. They did. Vanderbilt hit some shots with the hands in their face, but they also hit some wide-open threes. Yeah. So state versus three-point shooting teams hasn't always been uh, a great combination. But, you know, we'll see what happens here. I still contend that state um, is a team that's going to be very difficult for teams to game plan for, um, and especially on short notice. And Pittsburgh's got short notice for Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Um, you only got a couple of days to prepare for Mississippi State. Uh, and moving forward, you're only going to have like a day in between. Uh, if State beats Pittsburgh, you're going to have a day or two in between the next game and a day or mm-hmm. two in between that game. So it's going to be more difficult to prepare for Mississippi State and what they do defensively. Another thing these two teams have in common is the way they finished the season. Uh, there was a stretch for Pitt towards the end where they won eight out of nine, but they lost three of their final four games. Mississippi State obviously uh, won eight out of nine, but lost two of its final three games. Uh, so teams, they finished the season strong, but maybe a, you know, a little bit of that bad taste in your mouth uh, there at the end uh, for both of these squads. So they'll be looking to, to get that going and move forward in the NCAA tournament. Again, tip-off tonight at 8.10 p.m. Uh, True TV. I see I already see people on message boards asking, you know, what's True TV? This is the time of year, guys. you got to know. Also, somebody else, I, I'm going to do some, you a favor here. Somebody asked on your message board, are any of these games on ESPN? No. No. The, well, the, the NCAA my, tournament is never on ESPN. It is always. He, here's my thing, Brian. Like, I try not to get – I know that I know there's a lot of people out there that just – you know, technology is tough. I get it. I understand. You know, TV – like, the TV age, there's streaming devices. Believe me. It's – I have, you know, a 92-year-old grandmother I have to go in there and ch- change the channel for her every day. But we've been doing this for like 10 years. Yes. we True TV is not new. True TV has been a part of this broadcast package for the NCAA tournament for years. Mm-hmm. CBS. Over a decade. CBS has been running the NCAA tournament my entire life. Yeah. Like this isn't. Yeah. It's never. Not when was the last time it was on? Was it ever on ESPN? I don't recall it ever being on ESPN. Like everything, every match, everything I have in my mind, because Billy Packer always did those games, but he was with CBS. So. Right. 
I just, you know, sometimes well, it, like it's the, gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. The, these yeah. are the questions, but these are the questions that always get me a little bit. I, I, I always get a little ruffled with this because you can easily Google this. You can, e- I mean, if you've come all the way to the message board and found your way all the way to the message board to try to find out what True TV is, the Google search bar didn't work. I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying not to be harsh on this. I'm, I'm, yeah. I really am. Well, but, I mean, it's the same thing that people who come to a message board and ask a question. It's like, in the amount of time it takes somebody to answer your question, you could have just Googled it. Schedules. Yeah. When, when is when is the game? What time is the game? Exactly. And I always say, just just go to Hill State. We're just, being too hard please. on people today. Let's, let's just, we just let's just move forward. I, I'm just annoyed. I understand. I understand. I understand. Soothe. You shut your mouth. Soothe. All right. Let's move on into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends. Over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. This weekend, if you're going to be cooking, it's going to be a little chilly this weekend, but no MSU baseball in town. So if you're staying at home or if you're, you know, you're traveling to Green, is it states in Greensboro if they win, right? So yeah, you're heading to Greensboro, find you a steakhouse. I'm sure there's plenty of them. I'm going to uh, Kentucky and I'm going to need, I'm definitely going to need a steak to warm me up. It's supposed to be like 30 something degrees. You know what the, the perfect accompaniment to steak is? More steak. I call it turf and turf. Yes. There you go. Hopefully this weekend you can enjoy a great steak. And here in the state of Mississippi, those steaks are provided by 15,000 beef providers who do nearly a half billion dollars a year worth of agribusiness here in our great state. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. That would be a great place to watch the game uh, tonight. If you're if you're out and about and you want to catch this game, you want to enjoy some good food while you're doing it, Two Brothers Smoked Meats is a fantastic idea. Anytime, though, it's a great idea because the food is fantastic, the people are awesome, and it's just an overall, it's just swell. There's no other way to put it. So, this, tonight, if you want to get out of the house, you want to watch the basketball game, head to the Cotton District and grab some smoked southern soul food at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products, great service. Every business promises it to you. Advantage Business Systems. They deliver it to you, and they have been doing so for 48 years, which is a long time to do anything, let alone provide great quality products and customer service. So when you need technology for your business, call Advantage Business Systems. Then if you need service, call them back. No call center you know, manned overseas, no out-of-state consultant. He'll set up an appointment with you, and he'll get there when he gets there. No, no. Somebody here in the state of Mississippi, a 601 area code. Just what you wanted when you, you, when we, that's the kind of relationship you want to have with everybody you do business with. You can have it with Advantage Business Systems. 601 362 9192 or visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Rogues Collegiate Collection. If you haven't checked it out already, you're missing out. Great name brand products, fantastic styles, and they have the logos that you want. If you don't want people to know from a thousand yards that you're a Mississippi State fan, if you want them to have to be a little bit closer, then maybe you should check out the Collegiate Collection at the Rogue. You don't have to wear a band rim that lights up in the sun. You know, you can you can wear a a nice understated state script or M over S polo. You know, like we're not savages here. I'm just saying. So. Check out the Collegiate Collection online at therogue.com or shop at The Rogue in Jackson. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at The Rogue. So now we've got the combo over there at 509 University Drive. We've got Dolce and we've got Luva. Your mornings belong to Dolce. Great coffee, bagels, 
uh, breakfast sandwiches, and of course, if you just want a sweet treat. We haven't talked about the idea of gelato in the morning. Here's, 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 hold on, hold on. What about a gelato breakfast sandwich? Huh? What if we just take a little bread, toast it up, nice hot bread, put a little wedge ice cream in there? Huh? No, I don't know about that. It's probably too much. But I'm just saying, if you need a sugar rush first thing in the morning, and then some people eating, would eat, some people would eat that, and that's a lot of sugars because eventually that bread's going to melt down. I mean, sugar. what's the difference between that and an ice cream sandwich? It's just not that different, is it? It's an ice cream sandwich. <laughs> a gel- instead of an ice cream sandwich, we have a gelato bagel. Hey, I, who am I to judge you? You shouldn't judge. So that's your morning, your night. You spend at Luva enjoying the incredible wine list there, craft cocktails, and some fantastic flatbreads and charcuterie. A very, It's a very great experience that we just don't have anywhere else in Starville. You need to go check it out. 509 University Drive. Dolce on the left, Louvo on the right. Your mornings and your nights are covered. Check them out. Play the song. Some things in this life, Robbie, I just know are going to happen. For example, I know that the sun's going to rise. I know that the sun's going to set. Uh, I know that uh, you and I are going to do this podcast five days a week, barring incident. And I knew when he signed with Ole Miss that Josh Hubbard was going to end up at Mississippi State. There was just never any other way for this to go. Hubbard would made it really clear when he signed with Ole Miss that you know his relationship with Kermit Davis was a big piece of that. Kermit Davis was always getting fired. At the end of the season, there was never any getting around that. He was not going to have a good enough team to keep his job. And when that happened, Hubbard would ask for his release and he would come back to Mississippi State, where in reality probably should have been all along, but it is what it is. And at the end of the day, Josh Hubbard, now a Mississippi State Bulldog. And as we talked about on yesterday's show, Robbie, the exact kind of player that Chris Jans needs going forward. Yeah, can score. Um, you know, has the agility too. I mean, he's he's got some springs a lot like Shaq Moore does, but I think he's a more efficient scorer than Shaq uh, as well. But, I, you know, I, I don't really know who to compare him to. He's a little different kind of guy. All I know is that I've seen him play in person several times. He's the all-time leading scorer in Mississippi basketball history for a boy. Um, which, by the way, the State's had, I think, the last two scores, uh, leading scores, I think. I think that's right. Wasn't Robert Woodard the other one? Um, that's correct, yeah. Could be wrong. I, I don't know who well, the Lee guy Newman, was. Newman, not the that. leading scorer? That guy started for four years. Uh, Robert Woodard was the leading scorer before Josh Hubbard. So Did he break Newman's record, or do we not know? I, I can't remember. I, I can't remember really who it was. I can't remember who it was, but I, I remember Walker when I need him that happening. But anyway, um, he, he can just score, and you're looking for a guy that can score. He's from the state of Mississippi, so makes perfect sense. Uh, I give George Brooks a lot of credit on this. Chris Jans obviously closing the deal, but this was, like you said, bound to happen if something happened to Kermit. Not even a Chris. I actually, I think the Chris Beard hire solidified this for Mississippi State. Uh, but, the, you know, that coaching change didn't matter in the end. Uh, Mississippi State's able to to land 
uh, one of, if not the best players in the state. So I, th- I think a really good addition. This class has really started to come together nicely. And he's, mm-hmm. from a rating standpoint, he kind of spearheads the class. But I think those other guys can hold their own as well. Yeah, we haven't really looked too deeply into this class, but here it is. You know, obviously the big seven footer uh, guy Chole, uh coming in. You know, and I, I, with Tolu, we don't know what that situation is going to be next year. But you know, Chole is the guy who could end up playing big minutes for Mississippi State. And then the, the other three guys that are in the class right now: Myers, Jaquan Scott, Adrian Myers, Jaquan Scott, and Lorenzo Fort. They're just shooters. They those are guys that that, sh- that you know they're scorers. They're they they they're going to be offensive guys. I feel like Jan's philosophy, and, and this is something that makes a lot of sense to me, just on the surface, is that you can you can teach you know if guys show great effort on offense, you can teach them to do the same on defense. Whereas if a guy can't shoot, well, there's only so much you can do with that. So bringing yeah. in some scores is a good idea, and Hubbard will will add to that. You know, I, I think that you know he's a a guy that right now could if you could probably put him on the floor. Tuesday night, and he could get buckets for you. You know, he could play that. He same would help play. you in some way. Like he would help he, you. Yeah, it can't so, get much worse on the offensive end. So we'll see. You know what state's backcourt is going to look like next year. You know I, I, what Davis has said. He's coming back. I believe that uh, Shaq Moore is back. And I so, don't know if he's. I don't know if they've said it, but Davis didn't take part in Senior Day. Senior neither day, did right. Will McNair. Right, which doesn't mean necessarily that they're going to stay here, but I think it's by apparent that, t- that they're. And by that same token, Tolu Smith did participate in Senior Day, but it's possible he could stay. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything e- either. So with he the, with the COVID senior days, with the COVID deal, it just the Senior Day a lot of times doesn't really mean anything anymore, right? Because you just don't know what's the negotiations for the NIL and stuff like that. They happen after the season. What do you? What do you think we're like? Maybe is next year going to be the last year where we're, where we're dealing with COVID stuff? Oh, it feels like they got to be cycling out at this point, right? Four years after the fact. Next year, I think is the last year. Yeah, for COVID, because you have freshmen who would have been freshmen in twenty twenty. That they, they, I guess they might have one more year. I don't know. Yeah, if you redshirted. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because you know, like Will Rogers, like he could use his COVID year. Yeah. next year. That's right. Um, and that would be his fifth year. Uh, I think that's right. I think I, there might be two more years. Wow! Well, oh uh, God, now, I, I just want this to end. Yeah, so now now I made myself sad again. So oh well. So a big pickup for Mississippi. You're sad. Yeah, I'm 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 just tired of dealing. I'm 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 ready to get back to the idea of you know, I, I when you sign, I know that five years later you're gone. Best case yeah. scenario. So we'll see what I we'll see what happens. All right. I, I've had a thought, and I hope you haven't. I don't think you've tweeted it yet, so don't. We gotta, we gotta delay the rumblings here or something because we tomorrow's show is going to be about what happens in date. We, we, you know, that's that's going to be the the focus of our, of our of our program. So we will we will delay yeah, the because rumblings. we're. I mean, we're not going to be able to record till tomorrow night, like right? ten o'clock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's going to be a late night, but that's fine. We'll, we'll record. We'll do that. We'll have some other time. We'll have to talk about baseball too. Mississippi State, uh, Nichols State on Tuesday. Uh, we'll have the, the the recap from that. Haven't had a chance to talk to Lamonis as we're recording yet, so don't know who the starting pitchers are going to be down there in, in Biloxi. I assume Bradley Lofton will be one. Really don't know who the third guy would be, but we'll see. Or the second guy would be. Well, uh, it just depends. You know, if you got if you get uh, Hade Smith back this weekend, you can 
You could run Graham Intima out there on Wednesday. Yeah. Could you? Well, so, no, because he's Sunday, only got three Monday, days Tuesday. rest, four days rest. Yeah, yeah. Three days rest. You would be better uh, off throwing Cade Smith. Cade Smith. Yeah. Could Very throw fun. Cade Smith and then you know bring him back the next week. The next weekend, exactly. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. So no rumblings tomorrow. Don't send the questions in, and uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow night with or tomorrow uh, morning with a uh, recap of what happens in Dayton between Mississippi State and Pitt. Have a great uh, Tuesday. Back with you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.